Chapter Thirteen of Old Friends and New Fancies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Old Friends and New Fancies, an imaginary sequel to the novels of Jane Austen, by Sybil G. Brinton. Chapter Thirteen needless to say kitty was heartily welcomed by georgiana and elizabeth and given every opportunity to relieve her mind by descriptions of the tragical affair in all its aspects both regretted it deeply for mr morland's sake and elizabeth privately did so for kitty's sake having such a good opinion of him as to make her wish that kitty could have been persuaded out of her fancy for a young man who however excellent was comparatively a stranger to them all and whose intentions at present were extremely uncertain she would have rejoiced if kitty and morland could have made each other happy and had entertained a slight hope that her hint to kitty might perhaps have helped matters in directing her thoughts into another channel but it seemed to be of no avail and georgiana gave her friend her warmest support implying entire agreement with her point of view i could not help it now could i georgiana you know yourself lizzie that i never dreamt it how could i do anything else but refuse him outright i was amazingly grieved to do so but you know very well georgiana that if i could think of one man more than another he is not that one she paused for assent which georgiana gave by a silent caress and then continued it is all so unfortunate it will never be as pleasant at desborough now poor mr morland i wish i had not had to hurt him he does want someone so badly in the rectory well my dear do not make yourself ill with these vain regrets said elizabeth it is as you say very unfortunate but no one blames you if you could not care for him you could not do it and someone else will have to inhabit that nice rectory kitty looked as if this prospect were not very pleasing either but georgiana seeing what elizabeth wished began to talk cheerfully of something else and kitty gradually joined in though whenever the two girls were alone together she found it difficult to abstain long from referring to some branch of the subject georgiana's loyalty and patience never failed but she wished for november almost as earnestly as kitty herself so that matters might reach some definite conclusion for kitty's restlessness had considerably increased since she had received james morland's offer and she was constantly nervous and excitable and not mistress of herself on the day when the bingleys and mr bennet came over for the latter to take leave before returning to longbourn this was specially noticeable in her state of anxious flutter when drawing jane aside to inquire after mr morland mr bennet bade her farewell gravely and more affectionately than was his wont telling her that he left her in good hands and would only give her one piece of advice namely that second thoughts were sometimes best kitty blushed deeply and could not pretend to misunderstand him but told georgiana afterwards that it was impossible to have better second thoughts when price was the first with his elder daughter mr bennet was rather more explicit telling elizabeth 
that he considered it was a great pity that so unobjectionable a young man should have been sent about his business elizabeth entirely agreed with him and thought it would not be going too far to express mr morland's praise in even warmer terms he will never set the thames on fire but there seems good stuff in him was mr bennett's reply when he proposed for her i had not taken much notice of him except to think him a tolerably sensible fellow and of course i had to readjust my ideas but i soon began to see that he must not be judged by that alone i have really liked him better too for his way of taking his refusal my dear father it does not always indicate a want of sense to wish to be married interposed elizabeth perhaps not but morland is much better off as he is than in marrying a girl he knows so little about kitty is flighty and expensive she ought to stay longer with you and jane and not think of being married for the next ten years elizabeth smiled and said she thought that it was unnecessary but that it would certainly be better for kitty to marry a clergyman than an officer in the navy who would be compelled to spend long periods away from home as to that of course it is a complete absurdity and i cannot think why you women who are so fond of making matches did not originate something less ridiculously unsuitable among yourselves elizabeth thought it wiser not to explain who actually had originated the idea and said after a pause you were saying that you have liked mr morland better of late yes he has positively shown some sort of self-command and dignity he turned up at the house a day or two afterwards apparently not bent on making us all uncomfortable by the sight of his misery as most rejected lovers do besides bingley had had the foresight to produce some excellent port i hear from jane said elizabeth that he does not avoid or seek the mention of kitty and she thinks he is trying to give up all hope of her her absence for a few weeks will no doubt materially assist him said mr bennet kitty seized the opportunity offered by this visit to speak a private word to her brother-in-law with reference to the hero as bingley persisted in calling him she herself had no news for Mrs. Knightley's frequent letters reported him still at Portsmouth, and Bingley had heard nothing, but promised to write and renew his invitation as soon as October was fairly in. The same silence prevailed at Pemberley with regard to Miss Crawford. No announcement of her marriage had reached any of them, and Elizabeth had a half-inclination to make some inquiries, but was dissuaded by Darcy, who said, Whatever precisely has happened, Elizabeth, we can be sure of one thing, that Miss Crawford has allowed Fitzwilliam to understand that she does not wish him to approach her again. Under the circumstances, it is better that you should have no news to give him. Elizabeth sighed as she agreed to the wisdom of this decision. But when, shortly after her father's departure, a letter was received from Colonel Fitzwilliam to say he would be returning at the end of the month, she could not help wishing that she was more fully informed of the present state of affairs it would be a relief even though a sad one to fitzwilliam's mind to know that miss crawford was actually married and he would be unselfish enough to wish to hear that she was happy nothing occurred however to enlighten them and fitzwilliam arrived on the appointed day looking much as usual 
except for a few more lines about the eyes and an increased number of grey hairs it was the first time he and georgiana had been together at pemberley since the rupture of their engagement and both must have felt conscious of it georgiana in particular being prepared to be miserable for a time from the belief that her cousin instead of being cheered and invigorated as formerly by his return home must be reminded at every turn of the failure of their experiment the failure caused by her wretched weakness and incapacity worse still her brother must be reminded of it and there might be a repetition of his stern looks his cold manner she trembled at the thought unaware that darcy had long been persuaded of the wisdom of their parting ever since events in bath had shown him where his cousin's real affections were likely to be bestowed and the only difference which georgiana perceived after fitzwilliam's arrival was in the particular kindness he showed her and the complete renewal of the old comfortable relations amongst them all when inquiries after the hearsts and mrs annesley had been made and georgiana had mentioned the dinner party and the persons who had been present little more was said with reference to london indeed there was little more for either to say for georgiana dared not refer to the person who had chiefly occupied his mind there fitzwilliam talked of his book and of ireland inquired about the prospects of the shooting showed interest in the minutest details of life in the neighbourhood and in every way endeavoured to prove that he was exactly his old self and only when walking with elizabeth in the park one morning did he betray how far that was from being the case there was no doubt that his disappointment had coloured his whole life he had allowed himself to think of miss crawford and to build high upon his hopes and to find himself again mistaken had been a blow which cut at the foundations of all his happiness his gaiety was feigned his pursuits had lost their zest his friends no longer sufficed him and as he said to elizabeth he had felt he had better adopt some country occupation and settle down to it and there grow old as quietly and quickly as might be elizabeth's heart was wrung the spectacle of her cousin's fine nature locked away as it were in a closed room as a thing no one had any need for was inexpressibly painful to her and nothing else would have caused her to venture upon a reopening of the subject which he himself had not approached with the utmost gentleness she spoke a few words of commiseration and then still proceeding with extreme caution she told him of the absence of news and her assumption that miss crawford's marriage with sir walter elliot had been delayed I dare say it has returned colonel fitzwilliam with a kind of listlessness striking with his stick at the head of some tall grasses which bordered their path there can be no doubt of it i suppose pursued elizabeth none at all i should imagine replied the colonel miss crawford is not the kind of woman who would break her word once the engagement had been announced no of course not said elizabeth but i had expected that she or mrs grant would have written to me or even mrs wentworth as they must know i should be interested colonel fitzwilliam could not immediately recall anything of mrs wentworth beyond her name and on being reminded that she was sir walter elliot's daughter presently replied i do not think it altogether surprising she should not have written to you 
she probably cares little for the marriage and still less for the one which it was anticipated would follow it i mean miss elliot's to mr crawford this was a new idea to elizabeth and while she was pondering over it and the inferences to be drawn from it colonel fitzwilliam broke the silence by saying perhaps we had better not speak of this any more elizabeth i know your great kindness of heart but i feel it does no good rather harm to be reviving thoughts which i must in honour suppress as much as possible i was anxious to know whether you had heard anything and to ask you again when you have the chance to tell her that i wish her well but now we have mentioned it it would i think be best for my contemptibly weak character to put it as far away as possible with tears in her eyes elizabeth assured him that through the tenderest regard for him not through any fear of overtaxing his fortitude she would respect his wishes but could not help begging him to remain with them at pemberley as heretofore so as to give them an opportunity of showing him how completely their happiness was bound up with his and of making use of any opportunity which might arise for them to be of service to him fitzwilliam gratefully promised to stay for the present and said that his only engagement was to go to some friends in leicestershire in november for the hunting elizabeth was nevertheless not perfectly satisfied and took occasion to ask georgiana shortly afterwards whether it was from mrs wentworth that she had heard confirmation of the fact that sir walter elliot was engaged to miss crawford no said georgiana in surprise it was from mr price mrs wentworth never mentioned it mrs wentworth of course i recollect now she is sir walter elliot's daughter but at the time i never thought of it for you see i did not know sir walter was the man very true i had also forgotten that you did not know said elizabeth and would never connect her with miss crawford i have been thinking that i should like for our own satisfaction to know when the wedding is going to take place and the simplest way will be to write and ask mrs wentworth i wish i had done so before but i did not wish to be in haste and i felt so convinced we should hear from others georgiana agreed that this was the best course to pursue and elizabeth having told darcy of her intention to which on account of her promise to fitzwilliam he could no longer object wrote and dispatched her letter the season was now drawing on and with the shortening days the family at pemberley found themselves thrown more upon the resources of their own immediate circle for amusement the weather was consistently bad and though this did not prevent the gentlemen from covering great distances for the purpose of slaughtering their game the ladies were of necessity restricted to a smaller area and their walks seldom extended beyond the park except when their inclinations led them along a tolerably clean road towards the rectory this happened pretty frequently for both elizabeth and georgiana were extremely attached to eleanor ferrers their friendship was of a particularly sincere and well-balanced kind and was not marred by their constant intercourse as each knew how to maintain that degree of reserve which prevents indiscriminate confidences and so greatly strengthens mutual respect kitty was the one who perhaps found the society of the rectory the least congenial but it is to be feared that she was extremely difficult to please that autumn 
and in the impatience with which she waited for one young man she might have sometimes regretted the solace which the company of the other would have afforded in such a small neighborhood everyone was of some value and they all heard with interest of the approaching visit to mr and mrs edward ferrars of an old friend mrs jennings who was coming early in october to spend six or seven weeks with them mrs ferrars was in delicate health and mrs jennings besides having an almost maternal affection for her was well qualified to be of service as sick nurse and enlivening companion so that eleanor's warning to mrs darcy that her friend although the kindest of women had not always the most refined manner of expressing herself did not prevent them from being anxious to make her acquaintance mrs jennings performed in safety the long journey from her son-in-law's house in devonshire and arrived in her customary high spirits it was her first visit to the ferrers since their removal from delaford and she had to examine the house to criticize minutely the arrangement of their furniture and to compare their surroundings social and material with what they had been in their old home mrs darcy paid an early call on the new arrival and the morning after her visit georgiana and kitty also found their way to the rectory mrs jennings's exuberance her loud laugh and general noisy cheerfulness did not recommend her strongly to either of the girls in the first few minutes and georgiana was glad to move to a chair by mrs ferrars to enter into a quieter conversation with her but before long judging by the sounds which reached them mrs jennings and kitty had found some subjects in common this perhaps was not so surprising as mrs jennings was exceedingly fond of the society of all young girls and cared not at all whether they returned her partiality or no in this case she had begun with the utmost frankness to discourse on the subject nearest to her heart at the moment namely her dear mrs ferrars and was relating all the circumstances under which their friendship had been formed the dashwood girl's visit to london the disagreeable conduct of mrs ferrars mother and sister and the absurd misunderstanding as to colonel brandon's attentions the whole being punctuated by frequent bursts of laughter and she would doubtless have gone on to describe in detail the events attending the engagement of her two young friends had not eleanor mildly but decisively interposed dear madam she said breaking off in the midst of a remark to georgiana i am sure miss bennet does not wish to hear the history of such a very dull old couple as ourselves you are so kind as to be more interested in it than most people could be lord my dear cried mrs jennings why did you not stop me i declare i am very sorry if i said a word i ought not i know my tongue does run on and miss bennet must excuse me for it was only for the pleasure of talking to you and mr edward and as for its being dull i don't believe there is anybody who does not like to hear of other people's love affairs it makes one think of one's own now does it not miss bennet kitty blushed and looked embarrassed and mrs jennings laughed heartily saying it is just as i thought miss bennet could tell us a pretty tale too i'll be bound if only she would miss bennet can tell us some wonderful tales of the west indies said eleanor endeavouring to turn mrs jennings's mind from her favourite topic she has a sister there who writes to her constantly does she not miss bennet those tropical places must be very beautiful 
do you remember how colonel brandon used to talk to us of his travels in the east ma'am that i do my dear replied mrs jennings emphatically and i never want to hear again of such fearful things as he had seen swamps and great things like alligators and insects that did everything insects ought not i hope you will tell your sister not to get amongst them miss bennet kitty replied that her sister had written chiefly of the beautiful balls and illuminations which they frequently had and lately of some shocks of earthquake which had frightened them terribly mrs jennings exclaimed at this and declared that the finest ball in the world would not compensate her if there was the fear that the ground would open up under her feet while she was dancing but i know young people do not care what risks they run said she there was sir john middleton three weeks ago wanted to have a moonlight picnic my daughter middleton was all against it for the weather was so threatening but have it he would and the consequence was that they all ate their supper or as much of it as they could in a roaring thunderstorm i can tell you they were in a pretty pickle when they got back all the girls so cross and the young men not a dry thread among them through trying to protect the ladies but sir john he made no bones about it at all but said they would go again another night when he was sure it would be fine her hearers could not help laughing at such a picture of undaunted pleasure-seeking and eleanor inquired if the second party had taken place oh lord yes they all came but their fathers and mothers made them promise not to stir beyond the grounds i heard at any rate they turned it into a dance instead but as i say young people don't care for a drop of rain i am sure when i was young i would as lief have had it as not for there was no hardship in sheltering under a hedge with the right young man to hold an umbrella over you do you think so miss bennet still i fancy that most people old or young prefer outdoor expeditions to be in dry weather said eleanor that reminds me that i must show you what terrible havoc last night's rain and wind worked in my flower borders when i looked out first i was quite in despair thinking i should not have another nosegay all the autumn there is a gleam of sunshine now so shall we take a turn in the garden georgiana gladly walked out with her and mrs jennings and kitty followed at a distance the former questioning her young companion about her sister abroad and hearing laments over the gaieties which that sister had been able to offer her but which she had never been able to accept mrs jennings's hearty comments of well there now that is a shame and a regiment too you would have broken all their hearts i vow and other such remarks pleased kitty while she knew in her heart they ought not to do so the two girls shortly after took their leave and while walking homeward naturally compared notes upon the stranger whom they had just met georgiana expressed herself guardedly not wishing to condemn any friend of mrs ferrars although feeling as if that friend could not be in any way an accession to their party but kitty's first unfavorable impression seemed to have been obliterated and she declared frankly that she liked mrs jennings and thought she was very merry and good-natured georgiana could not quite agree with this for she found mrs jennings's style of raillery not at all to her mind 
but admitted that she might be pleasanter when one got to know her well at dinner these opinions were canvassed and georgiana found as she expected that her own were largely shared by elizabeth who however was amused at her severity and told her that she would often meet people who with more refined manners were yet at heart far more vulgar than mrs jennings and had not a tenth part of her redeeming qualities i do not think i want to meet them then said georgiana but i am sure you are right elizabeth and i dare say she will be a great comfort to mrs ferrars when the ladies were together after dinner kitty whose gravity and preoccupation had been noticeable for the last half hour after wandering several times round the room stationed herself near to her sister and began in a solemn tone lizzie i want to ask you something very important elizabeth smiling professed herself all attention and kitty continued you know you have never kept your promise that you made before you were married of having a ball here for each winter something has happened to prevent it quite true kitty so a ball is in your mind and what made you think of it just now i never come here without thinking of it but i had somehow not expected to be staying long enough this year as i imagined i should go home directly after the shooting party but mrs jennings said to-day she supposed you sometimes had balls in this lovely house and she was sure georgiana and i were fond of dancing and mrs jennings is quite right about the latter statement is she not georgiana looked up with a smile to assent to her share of the question and kitty clasped her hands rapturously exclaiming oh lizzie you know how much i love a ball it would be so kind of you and darcy every one would enjoy it i am very fond of balls myself said elizabeth darcy as you know is not but i think even he might admit that it is sometimes a duty to give one the idea had crossed my own mind i confess but i had not considered whether our party or our numbers would be suitable kitty's joy at the favourable reception of her proposal was excessive she could not refrain from beginning to practise her steps about the room and singing the while from sheer delight and the gentleman entering at that moment paused in astonishment on the threshold what is this kitty inquired darcy approaching something mrs jennings has taught you extreme merriment at the idea of mrs jennings as an instructress of dancing prevented kitty from immediately replying but the whole matter was presently explained and laid before darcy for approval seeing that her brother-in-law did not instantly dismiss the whole scheme kitty poured out a flood of reasons to commend it it was just the right time of year not too cold and snowy jane and bingley would have a party they could bring over no ball had been given at pemberley since georgiana was grown up the house was so conveniently built as if on purpose for balls and finally it would be a most delightful thing for everybody i know you want time to think it over said elizabeth to her husband and there is no hurry at all but i think it is quite feasible and we really owe the neighbourhood some entertainment of the kind darcy declared that he did not see why his house should be required to furnish his neighbours with the so-called amusement of watching each other promenading about promenading about a polished floor and though no doubt it was a great compliment to the original architect he did not believe that pemberley had really been primarily designed for giving balls in 
but his family could perceive that his opposition was not intended to be very serious and the discussion terminated with his promising to talk it over with elizabeth and even to consider the middle of november as being a date likely to suit the convenience of both households kitty regarded the matter as settled and carried her news to the rectory the following morning in the highest spirits assuring mrs jennings that it was owing to her suggestion that the subject had been brought forward at the right moment the sincerity of that lady's delight and the warmth of her congratulations were most gratifying and she immediately began to ask kitty who her partners would be and what variety the young men of the neighborhood could afford kitty confessed that there were not many living very near them with the exception of the officers of a regiment stationed at ashbourne with some of whom her brother was acquainted but that her sister mrs bingley would bring over one or even two who she knew for certain danced extremely well aha cried mrs jennings very pretty and they are single men too i warrant you kitty's look of consciousness gave mrs jennings far too fine an opportunity to resist and it did not take her long to ascertain enough particulars about a certain young naval officer to convince her that this ball was going to be the occasion for two young people to be made happy and all their friends regaled with some interesting news there was no need for her to hear very minute descriptions of mr price's conduct and the impressions it had left on the beholders the mere mention of his existence and a hint of kitty's partiality was sufficient material upon which to build up a whole romance miss bennet might depend upon it he was only waiting to come down here and make the acquaintance of the rest of her family and then not a moment would be lost although these assurances gave her pleasure and revived sensations which elizabeth and georgiana had not wished to encourage kitty could not help feeling a certain absurdity in accepting them from someone whose convictions were based solely on a good-natured interest in the affair and she was tempted into giving a longer version of all that had happened in london in order that mrs jennings might be more fully informed it was decided relief to talk to a friend whose opinions coincided with those of mrs knightley and as mrs ferrars was not in the room there was nothing to put a check on their confidences she had however an instinctive feeling of delicacy which made her stop short of divulging a more recent experience and the unconscious mr morland was saved had he but known it many witty sallies on his deserted condition elizabeth and georgiana were amused to notice how willing kitty henceforward became to go to the rectory for whereas she had formerly rather endured than enjoyed her visits there she now volunteered to join the others whenever they went she was generally to be found during some part of the time chatting with mrs jennings and when the good lady called at pemberley it was kitty's office to escort her home again mrs jennings had early discovered that miss darcy was grave and quiet and could on no account be induced to join in any joking references to lovers while mrs darcy's general style and manner were not such as to warrant the intimacy implied by such a conversation there were many other topics for mrs jennings was thoroughly kind and friendly and took the deepest interest in all her neighbours concerns besides the sentimental ones their children their gardens their poultry their houses and their clothes the ball too afforded unending subjects for discussion 
there was to be no disappointment mr darcy had allowed himself to be talked into it and the fifteenth of november was fixed for the momentous occasion cards were sent out the officers accepted in a body colonel fitzwilliam promised to stay for it new dresses were ordered from london and not least among the minor excitements was reckoned the arrival of a letter from jane expressing the pleasure of herself and bingley at the prospect and engaging to bring with them at that time namely miss bingley mr price and a tom bertram this last name was accounted for by jane's explanation that bingley had asked mr price to bring his brother with him or some other man who could shoot and the brother not being available mr price had secured instead his cousin the elder son of sir thomas bertram of mansfield park perhaps not one of the party at the breakfast-table to whom this letter was read aloud could hear it altogether unmoved elizabeth and her husband were naturally deeply interested in all that concerned kitty and were glad to know there was a certainty of seeing at last the young man of whom they had heard so much while georgiana rejoiced in this clear proof of his anxiety to meet kitty again and built upon it hopes of the progress of the affair speedily and uninterruptedly to its desired ending there need not surely be anything to delay it on the contrary no young lovers had ever more favourable circumstances his own brief stay on shore an excuse for apparent haste and kitty's being surrounded by her friends whose approval would be equivalent to that of her parents making everything easy indeed it was impossible to see what obstacles could arise he could not be diffident enough to entertain doubts as to whether his feelings or what were supposed to be his feelings were returned georgiana could not help a little smile at this thought though at the same time regretting that kitty should allow her heart to be read so clearly to kitty the announcement of his intended arrival at desborough was scarcely less tremendous than if he had walked into the room himself at that moment demanding her hand as he approached the latter incident could hardly have caused her a greater tremor than the former did and as soon as she could get georgiana alone she poured out fresh the old hopes fears and anxieties desiring georgiana to confirm all her own surmises with positive assertions to reply i am sure he will when kitty said i hope he will and to say of course most certainly when kitty speculated upon the various ways in which mr price might be expected to commit himself although feeling tolerably confident georgiana tried to confine herself to assurances of warm sympathy and pointed out to kitty that it was not prudent or delicate to assume so much when no actual declaration had been made but with mr price's coming so nearly in view this idea detracted from kitty's perfect satisfaction she privately found mrs jennings and her arrangement of the coming events far more encouraging colonel fitzwilliam's attention was caught by the names of mrs bingley's guests in rather a different manner mr price he recollected as georgiana's acquaintance but the name of bertram awoke associations of a kind which he was trying to subdue it was the name he had more than once heard coupled with miss crawford's it belonged to the people who were fatally connected with her past life had he only the right to protect her the meeting with this representative of the family 
might have afforded him an opportunity of refuting for ever the vague scandals which were doing her so much harm but he had no right that privilege belonged to sir walter elliot and the truest kindness he could do her was to remain silent in the new life she had chosen all the past should be forgotten he strove resolutely to put away these saddening reflections and to throw himself into the general interest of the subject by making a few inquiries about the two young men georgiana was the only person who could supply any information about mr bertram for mr price had told her his sister was married to his cousin a mr edmund bertram also of mansfield it was evident that this must be the older brother fresh excitement was caused shortly afterwards by a second letter from mrs bingley jane wrote that mr price and mr bertram were to arrive at desborough on the sixth of november and begged that the two girls would come over on the previous day to spend a week there mr morland she took care to inform them was intending to pass the greater part of the month with his friends the portinscales and so as elizabeth had no doubt already heard would be unable to be present at the pemberley ball in kitty this intelligence aroused the most fleeting of regrets but the others had leisure to feel sorry while commending his prudence that circumstances should prevent his taking part in the general gaiety jane had special reason for feeling kindly towards him for she had wished to ask kitty to join the party but had not liked to do so in view of mr morland's being at home but he suspecting that it would be an occasion for inviting some of the relatives from pemberley had quietly made his arrangements without allowing anyone to perceive the hardship it was to him to deny himself a glimpse of miss katherine bennett the invitation was rapturously accepted on the part of kitty and very willingly by georgiana for she liked being with jane and was pleased at the prospect of seeing william again for his own sake elizabeth felt it most important that the girls should be together for georgiana to watch over kitty and be a check on her impulsiveness and darcy gave a sign of his confidence in his sister very precious to her by saying it is a good thing you are asked georgiana for there is no one else who can be trusted to keep kitty in order and bring us a sensible account of this young man and his intentions to desborough then they were to go and to bear with them mr and mrs darcy's invitations to mrs bingley's guests for the pemberley ball End of chapter thirteen